it's okay to create room around the table for your other sisters and know that that means you don't have to give up your seat at the table. You are listening to Stream. Every burn in my body was like, you are not doing this, this is wrong. Keep the conversation going and remain top of mind. Challenges are not supposed to stop you. The priorities and the things that we value have entirely changed. What we think influences what we say and how we behave. Taking the first step will reveal the next step. We try and create tomorrow what didn't exist today. It's not going to be perfect. You have to just keep moving forward. Welcome to Stream, a platform where different streams of consciousness come together to share stories of struggles and success. I'm your host, Marisa Logan. This episode of Stream is sponsored by Dear Body. Now, those of you who know me know how much I love the world of wellness and that I believe in healing your guts as it's crucial to optimizing your performance both physically and mentally. Dear Body is a strawberry flavored powder blend formulated to promote skin and digestive health. Locally produced in South Africa, Dear Body is formulated by women for women. It's packed with beneficial ingredients such as clinically proven varicel collagen peptides, fruit powders, botanical extracts, novel fiber, high in vitamins and probiotics. The blend is naturally free from dairy, soy and gluten and contains no added sugar. Dear Body can be enjoyed as a beverage or mixed with yogurts and smoothies. Now I'll hand over to my brand new co-host, experienced journalist, podcaster and presenter, Andela Mlandu. I have the greatest honor today to be in the hot seat and to be a guest podcast host for this specific episode. I have an amazing guest. Uh, she just beams positivity and she's just elegant and so gracious. And her name is Karishma Bazde. She's a professional actress a model and a dancer, and now she's added mom to the list as well. Karishma, welcome to the stream. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I looked at your bio and I was just amazed at all the things that you've done in the arts. How did that begin? Wow, Adela, this is a long story. I think my love for the limelight started when I was about four years old. I was a complete tomboy and my mom obviously dreamt of having like a little princess. So she was like, we're going to enroll you into ballet classes. And when you're four, um, ballet is not very exciting. It's a lot of point flex, point flex. Um, and next door, there was a kind of a modern dancing hip hop class. And I was like, mom, please, can I do this? And she was like, well, okay. But as long as you stick with your ballet and I hated her then for it, but I love her now for it. Um, and it just took off from there. I just started, you know, enjoying all sorts of dance. I loved performing on stage. Um, and then my parents saw this in me and then they encouraged it and enrolled me in a lot of like speech and drama classes. And I was very blessed to go to schools that had an excellent drama department. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I had this passion, I had this love and I just ran with it and my parents encouraged it. And actually I wanted to become a vet for the longest time. I was obsessed with animals and I wasn't the kid that threw a tantrum for toys, but God help you if you didn't let me pick up the stray dog or cat or monkey or bird or whatever from the side of the road. Um, and I actually worked at a local vet for many, many, many years um, and just couldn't. I mean, I knew putting animals down was part of the process, but there was one particular incident where, you know, they just like they put your animal basically in like a little black bin packet and like the guy comes at the end of the week and takes them all away and I was like oh my goodness um and then was like okay I'm going to pursue this this acting thing so that's how it happened 
And fast forward to 2020 and, you know, being in an industry where you are exposed to so many things. I mean, how did you navigate your way through uh, the industry? Did you ever go through imposter syndrome? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Well, I think imposter syndrome is huge, but I think a big thing that helped me avoid that was actually letting go of the stigma or notion of perfection. And just accepting that I am a work in progress and, you know, it doesn't matter about, you know, any failures or mishaps or that kind of thing. And that I am enough and what I bring to the table is enough. And it may not always be perfect, but that's part of the process. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, You know, with this podcast, I love that we always touch on success and failures because I think you know, for success and struggles, failures is a terrible, terrible word. But, you know, with success and, and, um, and, and, you know, struggles, there's always many lessons attached to that. Um, you know, what would you say your definition of success? Well, my definition of success is being able to wake up every day and live a joyful life and be able in some way to spread that joy into the world. Mm. That really is success for me. No matter what I'm doing, no matter where I am, I want to live through joy and through grace and be able to spread that and inspire people through that. Mm, I really love that. That, you know, that whole gratitude thing. When you have gratitude, you know, you get more and you can be more to give to the world. That's absolutely beautiful. There's always going to be, you know, people who are lesser than you and people who are greater than you. And that's just that's just how life is. So you've really got to just step into your power, your joy, your grace, and find out what you need, mm. you know, and, and just be okay with that and accept that and live through joy through that. How do you stay motivated? I really love what I do. And I'm very, very, very blessed that I get to work with incredible people um, who inspire me. So I'm really I'm inspired by my passion, but I'm also inspired by the work that I do. So whether it's the script or the character or the person I'm interviewing, um, I really am in- inspired by each and every story. And each and every story, each and every person is an uh, opportunity for me to learn and grow. And my curiosity keeps me very much inspired. Have you found that you've you know, endured some big challenges in your career, whether it be through modeling, through dancing, or through acting? I mean, I'm sure as an actress, you go through many auditions, some successful and some not so successful. How do you navigate your way through that? Sure, it's a hard one. And I think I'm still learning, you know, every single day. I'd like to think that I've developed quite a, a tough skin. And I'm sure I have in some ways, but I don't, I don't care who you are. Hearing no is hard. Yeah. And in my industry, you hear no all the time. And there's, I've come to learn over the years that there's some jobs that, you know, I just, surrender and I'm like well if it's meant for me you know it's meant for me and I have to trust in that Andela because if I don't I would drive myself completely crazy but there are those few jobs that just get under your skin and just like oh I'm so perfect for this or I really 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 want this and it's so hard it's so hard to surrender and just be like well if it's meant to be you know it's meant to be and I think that's all I mean I'm human you know so as much as I can have coping mechanisms there's always going to be those few moments where you're just like oh I really want it please 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 um and it's really hard to surrender in those moments when you get that no 
or that, you know, that rejection. It's never easy, like you said. Um, you know, what would you say for you is like your recovery method? Um, and, and, you know, trying not to take things personally. I know that sometimes when I get nervous, I, I take it completely personally. How do you remove yourself from a situation? Whereas it wasn't meant for you, like you said, you know, you just, how do you keep it moving? Well, I think first and foremost, you have a little, a good little cry, maybe. <laughs> and, and I just, for me, I've learned to soften because I can be very hard on myself, very critical. And like you say, take it very, very personally. And it's hard not to, I think, especially in my industry, because what I am my art, you know, <laughs> so it is really personal. It is about me. Technically, you were saying I'm not good enough. Um, so I always just take a step back and I allow myself to feel what I need to feel. So whether it's that, you know, that, that little critical monster, you know, rising up or whether it's really sadness and depression, you know, I, I really take a moment to, to feel it. And whether that means me sitting on my couch and indulging in all the junk food that I love or whether it's me going out into nature and reconnecting or whether it's me just crawling into my husband's lap and having a good cry, you know, uh, on his shoulder, whatever it is, I, I let it happen and I let it pass through me. And then I think of all the other times that I've been in the situation. And I am just so blessed because in that moment, it feels like the end of the world. But so often, more often than not, it's turned out that there's just a better opportunity waiting for me. And if I had gotten this thing that is breaking my heart so much right now, I actually wouldn't have been in the right space or, you know, to accept this bigger blessing that the universe was, you know, has waiting for me. Yeah. Like, so I remind myself of that constantly. And then, then I feel a lot better. Like that saying, when one door closes, the other one opens. But obviously at the time when you get that, no, you're just like, I don't want to hear this. No, don't tell exactly. me. Exactly. For a whole day, I don't want to hear any positive things. Like even with my husband, I was like, I'm here to cry and to feel bad for myself. Like, I don't want you to tell me it's going to be okay and you're amazing. I'm like, I know all of that. I just need to feel the feels right now. I get you 100%. Now with your journey, has there, some, has there been someone who's been, you know, your inspiration or, or, you know, a mentor or somebody who's been cheering you on that's kept you going? There's been a few people and I have to start right at the beginning where, you know, I come from a really small town, Port Shepston in KZN. Um, and back then when I had these big dreams of being an actress, it was, I was laughed at. People were like, whatever, you know, um, like it was just really, it sounds silly, but, but actors were those people that lived in your TV. You know, it wasn't something that was accessible to like the everyday, you know, being. We just didn't know enough about the industry back then and especially in my little tiny town. And then I was lucky enough to have this amazing ex-German actress, you know, Anita Schoenhauer, um, come to teach drama at our school. And she really believed in me. And she was the first person that made me realize that, yeah, you can actually have a career as an actor. And I was like, really? And she was like, yes. And she believed that I had what it took. I mean, she saw that drive, she saw that passion, and she saw the talent uh, in me at a very, very young age. So she was kind of the first person that I think that, you know, was just really such a big inspiration and motivator in my career. Um, and then, you know, many years later, having done lots of different things, I, I moved to Cape Town and I was, yeah, I was literally like oh, waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for my agent to come through with something. And then two angels came into my life. Uh, firstly, Grant Swanby, who was um, one of my acting coaches here at Act 
Cape Town. Um, and he's just such a revered South African actor. And we always had like a really close relationship. Um, and his wife, Nicole Hanukkah, who's also just so revered, she's just mind blowing at what she does. She was looking for an actress who could speak a different language, uh, swim, dance, uh, and back, and then do like a million other things. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I can do it. And so Grant obviously said, yeah, please audition Karishma. Like, I know how I work with her. And they took a chance on me. They gave me my first actual big professional break uh, in this industry in a stage production called Batista, which we went on to win millions of awards and just was really groundbreaking. Um, so those two, and those are still, they're still such special humans in my life and still encourage me and inspire me every single day. And I have just the utmost love and respect for them. Isn't it just beautiful when someone, just one person sees potential and they, and they take a chance on you? I don't know, that, it just feels so good to know that, you know, somebody sees your work and they recognize your craft and they can see that you are going to be a great success. I think that's incredible. Paying it forward is so important as well, I guess. Exactly. And especially like I, for me and someone that I looked up to so much, I was like, okay, wow, if, if, you, if you see me and see my worth, then, then this is amazing and I'm on the right track. And that was just, that was so deeply encouraging for me on so many levels. And she really, she taught me so much as all about the craft, like working with her. I don't care even if I go on to win an Oscar one day, like working with her will always and forever be the highlight of my life because she really, 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 truly made me believe in the, this craft of acting and what it is to really be an artist and to create work and to create magic beyond just being like an actress, you know? So I hold that so close to my heart. Amazing. And, you know, look at you today. You are just so phenomenal and you're such an incredible actor. So thank you to her for seeing you so that you could bless us with your, with your amazing talent. So you've stepped into a new role that doesn't involve acting. You are somebody's mother. <laughs> which I think is such a thing and probably one of the hardest things to do. How has that been for you? Definitely the, the biggest role that I will ever undertake in my life. Um, I've taken to motherhood much more easily than I ever thought I would. Uh, if I'm really honest, motherhood was never part of my, my journey, my plan that I had for myself. You know, I'm such a, a gypsy and a free spirit. And my husband, and I just wanted to be roaming the world and doing all of that. And then, Something clicked one day and I was like, oh, I really want a baby. Um, and now I have one. Um, and it's just the most incredible experience ever. It's the hardest job I've ever had. Um, it's, she's really been a mirror. She's really been like, I mean, I love doing a lot of spiritual work and self-reflection and self-growth. And let me tell you, nothing will teach you as much about yourself as having a baby because it's really just like it's all out there it's all raw it's all real and yeah it's quite a wild and wonderful journey I have to say. What is you know the highlight of the journey so far do you ever look at your daughter and think oh my gosh I I created this beautiful person you know um you know how does that what is that feeling like when you look at her first thing in the morning? Oh man it's it's just, it's indescribable. I'll never forget the moment, you know, I had a home birth um, and that was like very important to me. We were raising in a very like holistic kind of way and I had the most epic pregnancy. I mean, it was really transformational for me. Like I was superwoman when I was pregnant. Like I just 
it was phenomenal. And then I had this 26-hour home birth, oh, no. you know, completely natural, like no interventions, whatever. But I remember when she came out of me and for some reason, it just really took me by surprise because I expected her eyes to be closed. But they, they, she came out of me and they put her on my chest. She just looked up at me with these big, beautiful brown eyes and it literally just took my breath away. And I, I was finished. I was done. I was just like, oh my goodness. It's like, I grew this thing. I created it like every single cell I made. And it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal feeling. And um, the first six weeks were radical. Like <laughs> on so many levels, we were just kind of like walking around like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Um, and now that she's four and a half months, you know, it's just, it's getting better every single day. And watching her grow and, you know, kind of reliving life through her in so many ways, you know, you're discovering the grass and the sun and the ocean and all of these things through her eyes. It's magical. It sounds beautiful. It sounds like just a beautiful journey on its own. And I'm sure no day is ever the same. Nope. (laughs) No, no day is ever the same as, as much as you think you're prepared, you're never prepared. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's really a crazy, crazy, crazy challenge. So raising a girl child is a challenge on its own because we know that there are so many inequalities, you know, and she is going to grow up and hopefully by the time she, she's older, we would have overcome all these challenges that we face as women. Um, you know, what sort of lessons will you pass on to her about being a woman and standing up for yourself? I think just foundationally besides, you know, stepping into any sort of gender roles, I think the biggest lesson that I want to teach Isla is a lesson that my father actually passed on to me. And it's one of, you know, when, when life is sweet, say thank you and celebrate. And when life is bitter, say thank you and grow. And that motto has served me tremendously in my life. Um, just having those words, I wanted to live like that, you know, just enjoy the good times, revel in the good times, celebrate the good times, but know that there will also be bad times. And those bad times are not tragic. They're not the end of the world. They're just moments and opportunities to grow and expand and discover and learn. Mm. I, I love it. Um, and, I really love that. And then I, th- I think when it comes to, to being a woman, I think uh, the biggest lesson I would love to teach her and pass on to her is, you know, really trust yourself and never be afraid to, to step into your power. But then secondly, you know, really be accepting of a tribal woman and, and realize and understand how special it is to be a woman on this earth. And the magic that we possess is unlike any other. Um, and know that all women are your sisters. Like I just, I hope that I can cultivate in her, you know, this, this bond of sisterhood because there is so much competition amongst women. And it's something that I've struggled with my whole life because I'm not that person I, I, who, who wants you to be put down. I want you to grow and succeed. And especially if you're part of my circle, goodness, I want you to just take over the world um, and know that I'm going to be part of your tribe and support you in that. So I hope that I can teach her you know, some of those lessons and help her to know that it's okay to create room around the table for your other sisters and know that that means you don't have to give up your seat at the table. Oh, that's stunning. That's very true. You can share the table with other women. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. 
So I've, I've been following your journey for a while and I love that you incorporate wellness into your world. I feel like, you know, you, you, you do yoga and you practice and you practice, you know, yoga and you, I don't want to say you're spiritual, but you, you take care of your mental health and your well-being. Are there certain resources other than yoga that you use, um, you know, to keep yourself intact? Uh, well, mindfulness is a big one. You know, just being mindful of my everyday thoughts, um, how I choose to spend my time, uh, give out my energy. Uh, that's, that's just always been really important, but it's a work in progress every single day. Because some days, you know, you're just letting your energy go and it's just, you know, it feels like your world and your life is happening to you, not happening for you. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you just take that step back and you're mindful about what you're giving your energy to in that day, how things just transform and change and you feel so in control and you feel like, wow, okay, this day is working for me instead of just happening to me. Um, so that's been very important. And then I am really spiritual and my religion has played a huge part. Um, you know, in my journey over the years. And um, as a Hindu, um, I'm not exceptionally religious, but there are certain things within my religion that I believe in that work and I've, I've carried that through uh, in my life. And that's, you know, just daily in setting intentions or, you know, having days in the week where you're fasting and you, you're thinking mentally, you know, consciously about things that you're doing or the simple task of, you know, lighting your lamp every morning um, and giving thanks, having those moments of gratitude, starting your day in that way, starting your day with a moment of pause and reflection. It's so powerful. If you could go back in time and speak to 13-year-old Karishma, what would you say to her? Oh, girl, it gets so much better. It gets so much better. Like, I mean, we all struggle as teenagers, I suppose, in that adolescent stage. And for me, it was such a, a crazy, crazy time of, you know, really trying to figure out who I was and never fitting in because I was never that typical Indian girl, you know, and then I came from the small town and I had these crazy big dreams and I was running around doing all, all sorts of things. I mean, I played like soccer on the boys team and I was, I was that girl, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just always feeling like a misfit. And I think I still am <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I've just embraced it. Um, and so I think that's what I would tell her. I would just be like, you know, girl, step into your power step into your power and own it because no one else can bring your particular brand of magic to the table mm-hmm. and you have to own that mm-hmm. love that own it just own it what is next for you what are your hopes for your family um you know uh, for your career um you know are you working on something that you can share well look for right now i really am focusing on being a mum. That's very important for me and that's very important for me to take the time now to form these bonds with my baby and to make sure that she has a great foundation for the rest of her life because these first years are so important. They're vital, you know, to a human's transformation throughout their lives. Um, But having said that, I'm still obviously focused on my work. Um, Auditions are coming through, so that's exciting. I'm hoping a lot of little new projects going to take off. Um, I'm really enjoying 
uh, the social media space at the moment. Actually, like I'm enjoying working on campaigns, working with amazing brands, um, you know, and being creative in that way because it allows me to still be creative and still be at home with my baby, which I love. Um, and she's kind of part of the campaigns now at times as well. So that's really fun. And my husband shoots a lot of my content for me. So it's just like a family affair and I really enjoy that. And so I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot more campaigns um, coming through. I'm hopefully going to be able to travel soon. I can't wait for that. I mean, travel for me feeds my soul in so many ways. Um, and I know it does for my husband as well. And I want to share that with my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just hope a lot of that um, in the future. And uh, I'm looking forward to one day, hopefully sharing a screen or a stage with my daughter. I think that's something very exciting in my future. So yeah. That's beautiful. What I should have asked you earlier was how you and your family have been coping with the lockdown and, and just these crazy times i mean you have a lockdown baby (laughs) i do and let me tell you it's been the most amazing time ever i my husband and i joke that we'll never have another baby because it won't be like a national lockdown like i kid you not it was just you know it was just such how can i say a relief of pressure because there was no fomo of, oh my goodness, we're missing out on this or that. Um, we weren't inundated with visitors. And yes, it's been terribly sad that, you know, family and stuff haven't been able to meet her. But this time has really given my husband and I moments to find our own footing as, as parents. You know, we've had just such beautiful moments to bond as a family, to navigate the different challenges without anyone else going, no, 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 because, you know, as, as, it comes from a, a beautiful place and I know and I understand that. But as a new parent, it still sounds a whole lot like, no, 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 So uh, we were very grateful that we didn't have any of that. Um, and we just, we had just time to bond as a family, to learn each other. I mean, really, you have to relearn. I mean, I'm a new person. My husband's a new person. And now we've got this new person, you know, in our lives. So it's really about relearning each other as a family and as individuals. And we were so blessed to just have all this time um, to do that and to spend together as a family and to grow together as a family. Um, so yeah, lockdown for us has really been a blessing. I think the only stressful part was when lockdown happened, my husband, is a, he's a helicopter pilot and he does anti-poaching in Central Africa. And he was due to come back into the country literally the day that they were closing the borders and he's French. So I actually was like, Oh my gosh, what if they just don't let him in? But they did. Thank goodness. And then we were waiting for him to come home to really start all the preparations for, um, for my baby. So we had nothing. We didn't even have a grower to put her in. Um, and I was going, Oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I'm going to have this baby and it's going to be like nothing. And thank goodness, a few weeks later, you know, things eased up a bit where baby stuff was, you know, deemed essential. So I could go out and grab a few things. So those are the two most stressful moments, I think, of lockdown. Thank you so much for your time and for connecting with this amazing platform the stream and we'll be following your journey and i hope everyone else will be too um just in closing um you know what would you say to someone wanting to get into the acting industry i get asked this a lot and my my answer is always the same is that without a doubt you have to love the craft and it sounds so typical but you have to love the craft. This industry is so cutthroat and it will, you know, eat you up, chew you up and spit you out in an instant. 
Um, and if you don't really love your craft, you don't love telling stories, stepping into characters, learning and growing and exploring in that way, you're just not going to make it. It's going to be so tough. It is so tough. And there's so much competition out there. So I think that would be my biggest advice. If someone is really thinking about getting into this industry, just make sure you're getting into it for the right reasons, I suppose. And if you are, you can really overcome a lot of challenges that come your way. And with that said, in closing, love your craft and love what you do. Thank you so much for speaking to me today, Krishma. Angela, thank you so much for your time and for such a beautiful interview. I've loved chatting to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stream, hosted by my co-host, Andela Humlandu, and sponsored by Dear Body Skin and Gut Powder, which was founded by three female South African researchers who were overwhelmed by all the choices and frustrated of the lack of research for skin and health supplements. Visit signacore.ca.za forward slash dearbody or visit their Instagram page at dearbody underscore essay for more information.